0: We're alive. (laughs) Ah, Hello all. Yes, it's been a strange world lately. A lot of things happening. A lot of confused and a lot of frightened people running around. And it seems God gets lost in it all. There's a lot of people out there who are searching, trying to find something to fill a void inside themselves. And of late, turning to drugs and other forms of abuse just seems to be the natural thing because they can't find anything else. So we start talking about Jesus out in the street. The line of God has been so confusing to so many people because it has been chopped about and been transformed so many times. So now I just want to talk about our God and who our God is. Because even to a lot of Christians, they're confused about who our God actually is. I've talked to a lot of Christians online through social media, through TikTok and other things, and just ask them a few questions to simply explain to me who they think God is. And it's just a confusing, <laughs> this confusing mess that you get back. So it's just hard in such a rapidly changing world for people to find some truth in it all. They get so messed up in lives and wars and politics and all the things that happen around them. And when they go searching for some truth in it all, they find so much misinformation. So much through social media and other forms of media just flood us with all this different information. And even with Christians and with Christianity, there's so many different churches out there and so many people with different ideas about what Christianity is. Or who is a Christian, how to be a Christian, how to walk like a Christian. It just gets so confusing when there are so many different avenues out there. But the problem is, a lot of information that people are receiving about God about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, is second-hand information. It's information they've heard from somebody else. And a lot of that is infected by the world around us. So they try to... The image of God has been deformed so much. So when they go actually looking for something and they end up taking drugs and whatever and doing all the other things to fill the void inside themselves is because they are so confused. Everyone seems to have a different opinion about who God is. And being made up by a lot of trolls online and people like that, they like to manipulate words, but it goes further than that. God's word has been manipulated from right back in the beginning of the Bible. In Genesis 3, where man was corrupted by Satan. It's the first example where God's word was manipulated and changed. And created harm. And all the way through history, people have been doing it. But now, being a Christian is like being a swear word. And is used as such more and more every day. Yeah. It's been so corrupted. But a lot of it is because people have forgotten who our real God is. Yeah, who our true God is. Yeah. You know, religion has played a large part over the years of of breaking down who God is as well. As different churches have broke off and tried to change God into what they need him to be, as in, we know there's churches out there who are loaded of money, money pouring out of their pockets everywhere. Now, how did they get that way? But you don't see them helping people. They just get richer and richer. Because greed has got in there. So they're manipulating God's word to make a money, turning God into a business to make a profit to fill their pockets. And by doing that, you know, they're just defiling who God really is. Because God is love. Yeah. He is pure love. He wants to help everyone. He's shown us the way to walk. But so many churches have twisted and manipulated the word of God that even when people hear the word, they hear it through so many different churches and hear it differently through each thing, meaning so many different things that they just choose not to listen anymore. And I think that's the sad part of it all. So I'm hoping just by telling you who my God is and what he means to me and who he showed me to be, him to be and what he has done for my life that I can sort of tell you a bit about who our real God is and show you who our real God is. Second Peter 2 said, "But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon them swift destruction, and many will follow their sensualities, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. Continually, the devil is looking to break down God, to put mistrust in God, mistrust in his words. and Just to turn people around so they are so confused that they just don't know what they're following, which allows... Well, we've seen many cults come up over the years. We've seen cults in America, the Texas cults, and all different cults over the time. And they've become because somebody was able to twist that word around. Even though it looked good, in the end it was destructive. But that's all because the people didn't know who our real God was. They were given a, a strange, manipulated version of what God was. And because they were so lost, they jumped on it and started believing it. But our God is so much greater. Amen. Christ taught love and compassion. Now fellow men, to stand together. And we stand together to be strong in his word. We stand together in his protection, in his love and in his comfort. But we stand together to be strong. In Ecclesiastes 4:12, so the person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three even are uh, even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So the first part about our knowing our God is to get around other people who know God and search the truth out between us all, standing together. Yeah, Searching through the Word allowing the Holy Spirit to, give, to open the word to each and every one of us and for us to being standing together, we get a true understanding of who God is. Because yeah. each person reads the Bible and sees something different. Each person reads the word and finds something different. But if we put all that together, then we will have a clear picture of who our God is. Okay. If, we take away, uh, if we take away any attributes of God... We do not weaken God, but we weaken our concept of God. So that's the next part when people break down God. and They break down him into little pieces. And they try to remove the strength of who God is. Removing the love. Showing that God is, a cruel, uh, is, is cruel as he attacks people and he kills people. If you read the Old Testament, you find that. But that is not who God is. Everything was done out of love. But as you break down words, you can certainly change God around and make him into something that is not approachable, that is not nice. And this world, because this world is now a self-centred world where we look inwardly at ourselves and we're told to better ourselves, and that's usually at the cost of everyone around us. If we do that then we are no longer looking at each other, at others. We're no longer sharing love. We're just trying to take love. And that is the total opposite of what God is. But we have got to remove God out of the picture because you can't go on with a life like that and have God around because God is love. He will find a way to break through. So they find more and more divisive ways to remove God out of the situation. But we know God is love. Amen. So our God, who is our God? Our true and God, our three in one, our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Luke 3.22, the amplified is it says, And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, my Beloved. In you I am well pleased and delighted. There we go, the three and one. Jesus kneeling before John the Baptist, being baptized, the Holy Spirit come down in bodily form so you could see the Holy Spirit descending, and God speaking from heaven, showing how beautiful His Son was. But the incredible thing was Jesus existed before the beginning. God was here before the beginning. The beginning is the start of time when God created. So they were all here before anything ever happened, before anything ever turned up. So God is beyond and separate from this world, but he is in this world as he created this world. So nothing in, within this world can touch him. Though through him all things were made and all things were created, he did all this for mankind, for our love. He did all this so that we, so that he could have someone to live and that we could uh, love and we could have someone to love. He created everything for us. Okay. Everything you see was created by God. He is the creator. There was nothing existed before God created us, before he created the world. There was nothing. But God. there was nothing but God. So there was no other God flying around somewhere that's competing with him. There is nothing else out there that can compare to him. Right. He is so much greater than anything we can ever think of. Yeah. He is the God. You know, there's other theories come along like Darwinism and evolution, but if you read books like Stephen Mayer, uh, this uh, book he wrote was Signature in the Cell was the first time that somebody actually stood up and started investigating uh, an intelligent design, that there had to be an intelligent intelligence behind creation because there were so many holes in the Darwinist theory. Whereas he started studying it and finding out that the mathematical equations for life to exist at this time is just so rare, and just so um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so you I know, mean, there's just the, the odds of life being here at the moment are just so unreal, so far out there that you know, unattainable. And for the, for everything to be created, for all the life that is here. For everything that is is here. It's just, you know, for this just to randomly happen, it's just, it can't happen. It just doesn't happen. So that's why when he looked into it and he found out that uh, there has to be someone behind everything that's happening. There has to be something to bring all this into existence. And that's when he started you know, other people started to stand up against it. and we know Darwinism is right through all the schools and into everywhere. They just accepted it. With all the flaws and all the arguments they had against it, they just went ahead and started preaching evolution. But the problem was it was never a proven fact. It had never been proven, because there was too many holes in the situation. Even now today, and I'm sure the argument will keep going on and on and on. Even though they've got the James Webb Telescope and now it's taking these beautiful pictures and going way back in time. But if we realise God is outside of time, then God created time. So that just all comes... <laughs> so I've got a video we can watch just tell us some of the names of God. Just run through some of the ways God is known. Because there is actually 967 names of God is known by in the Bible. It's amazing. But we'll just watch this video and then I'll get back in and we'll talk a bit more about who God is. We'll go on a journey. Is it going to work, Vicky? I'll give you a second. I'll give you two or three. Because we know, we start with El, El, Alum, which is the everlasting God, the creator. See you guys. Yeah, so I played that so I don't have to pronounce all those names. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Beautifully. So, the Creator. Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He is the absolute reality. Everything we see around us, is made of energy and matter. If you take the energy away, the matter falls into nothing. Everything that we, cre- we think is a reality around us is a creation of God. And if you take that energy away, it's all gone. You know, we take all these earthly possessions and keep them in our hearts and store them up and think they're all great things, but to God they can be all gone, just like that. But God is different. He is the absolute reality. He is real. In all the things we know, in all the things we have, he is the only real thing. The absolute real thing to us. Genesis 1.1, Moses penned, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He created all things. He is greater than everything. He created all things. He is the owner of all things. There's nothing greater than his. Hosea 45, 5-8 I am the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me there is no God. I will strengthen you. Through you have not, though you have not acknowledged me so that from the rising of the sun to the place of the setting people may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. You heavens above, rain down my righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness flourish with it. I, the Lord, have created it. This is our God. The God of creation. He has created all things. He is above all things. The only real reality in all of our lives is God. He is an unchanging God. He does not change. From before creation to now, He is the same God. There is no different God. He is not improving. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is not improving. He is not an invention that can be innovated into something better. He is perfect. There is no better version of God. There is nothing you can do to make God better. He is perfect. Absolute perfect perfection. James 1.17 Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. He does not change. There is no war and there is no no one can hold him for ransom. No one can do anything to God to change who he is. He is God. Hebrews 1.12 You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will change, but you remain the same and your years will never end. He doesn't grow old. He is God. Amen. One certainty in our whole lives, everything, you know, things grow, they die. Things come, they go. But God does not. He is the same. He will never change. He is God. He is the constant. He is no less today than before creation. He is always. He is God Almighty. God is absolute. All the universe is nothing without God. Everything around us is nothing without God. We are nothing without God. You should be placed above and beyond everything in your life because he is God. Absolute perfection. Psalm 147.5 says, How great is our Lord! His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. He is absolute goodness, for he is good. There's no goodness that can be compared to him, because he is goodness. He is good. Absolute beauty. The absolute most beautiful beauty is God. God is beauty. Now, when you know, we look at a rose and we say, oh, it's a beautiful rose, but the beauty of that rose does not compare to God. He is beauty. He stands for truth. He doesn't use law books to determine what is right and what is good. Because he is the law. His word is truth. His word is gold. There is nothing to compare that to. You can't put him in a court of law and try to dictate law to truth. It just doesn't work. He is the law. He is the truth. He is the standard of what is right and true. He is the standard of what is right and true. And God can do whatever he pleases. There's no restrictions to anything God does. No one can coerce him into doing something different. No one can bend his arm into into anything. He is God. Even though People may run around this world thinking that they can change him and put him in a box, package him, or try to manipulate him in any way. It just will not work. They try to put restrictions on him and say we can't talk about God in this way. We can't use God in this way. Well, to God, that's all naught. And we shouldn't listen to it. Because God... God, He will do what He pleases. No one can manipulate or change Him in any way. As I said, He is the one constant in our life. He is absolutely free. If we are to be God-like, then that's what He wants us to be—absolutely free. He is not bound by any restriction. We are bound by things in our world because we are bound by time. Time is a construct. We, will, we grow and we die on this earth. Our spiritual bodies are forever. But the things around us will be, uh, have a beginning and have an ending. Where well, he has no beginning, no ending. He is totally free. He governs, designs and creates absolute reality. He designed everything around us. He creates everything around us. I mean, we are created new every day. Every moment in our life is created new. He is the creator of that, of that world that we walk through, that we live in. There is no external things that can affect God, direct or change what he does, Nothing. He is greater than this world. So this world can't dictate to God what God does. God will do what God wants to do. And even though man thinks that he can be greater than God, it's just not possible. Never possible. He is God. Psalm 115.3 See, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. God is more valuable and more important than anyone or anything else. Now people can come and go in your life. People can let you down. People can build you up. People can do all things but they come and they go. Wealth may come and go. When we work in the taxi, Operated tax in Queensland. We were earning $5,000 a week. Oh, we were laughing. You know? We bring up a store for something. If they didn't have it, it was, oh, thank you. Bring it the next door. Oh, can we have it now? No, we've got to wait. No, we don't want it. And that was our life. But then I got crooked and it all disappeared. Like that. <laughs> it was all gone. So we just can't put our value in things around us. We can't put our value in this world. We need to store our values up with God in heaven. Because they are the only true values, the valuable things that stay with us. The things that we make in our heart, the love that we create in the world around us. That love stays with us. Now it sounds a bit like the ghost, doesn't it? Love carries with you. Anyway. <laughs> but God uh, He alone is worthy of your highest praise your greatest attention and your deepest admirations in all of your moments we should have him on our mind day and night in everything we do it's easy walking through this world there are so many things around us like we said the mountains of information around us corrupt us and change us all the time and change our opinions on things and just continually change us. And they always there's so many things out there that get between us and God that try to turn our attention away from God. And a lot of times they succeed. But we have to remember, continuously work at it to put God first, to bring God to the forefront of our lives. And it is a continual work we must be continually at it. Now it's so important, especially with our children, to get that into their minds, to put God first before everything. Because our young ones, there's just so much out there to attack and destroy what God has created and the love that God has for us. So much out there to take him away from us. That we need to be on the ball continually. And especially for the young, they know how hard it is going through this world, how much is out there, how much is ripping them apart, and how confusing this world is to walk through. But if we put God first and we continually teach ourselves to put God first, then we start giving everything to him, and then he is able to come into our lives, into every part of our life. And start working in every area of our life. Not just on Sunday when we come to church, not just when we kneel to pray, but all the times of the day, everything we do. He will be a part of us. Like well, what John Piper described in his book, Astonished by God, described God as wildly untamable, explosively uncontainable. We've mentioned before about the uncontainable God. Electrically future-creating the ultimate reality. But he hears he's wildly untamable. There is nothing in this world that can change God. Nothing. His love is just so untamable. And explosively uncontainable. I love that. You can't put God in a bottle. You can't hide him in a closet somewhere. He's explosively uncontainable. We've seen movements of God. We've seen revivals through different churches. You hear the miracles that have come out of it and just so many beautiful things of God. You try to bottle God up and God's going to get out and God's going to come out in a big way. And that's what we feel especially in Australia where God's been bottled up for so long and that we've been controlled for so long that you feel there's something building. You feel God is about to do something. You feel it all around us as God is ready to move. Oh, I can't wait. Bring it on. But you can feel it building every day. It's like every time the world gets worse and worse, God is getting greater and greater. And he will, it's going to let go. Bring it on. And future creating, like I said, every moment of our day is created new. He is continually creating around us. Creation didn't stop back in the start of, the, the start of creation. Creating, creation is continual. It's continuing every day. It's creating moments for us every day. As I said, he is the complete reality. He is real. Look at my clock. Ah. So Yahweh, I am. God is and always will be. There is nothing can change who he is. Nothing. If you want to put your trust in something... You want to hold on to something and keep something dear to your heart. Hold on to God. Hold on for dear life. We see the world changing around us. We know how bad things are getting. But if we stay together, stand together in God, then we can create, we can do all things. All things are possible in God's name. See, so even now, if you want to know who God is, just ask. If you're not sure where you stand with God, just ask. If you want to get to know God, come and ask. If you, if you get to a point where you think it's time for you to make the step and get to know who God is, to let Jesus into your heart, come and ask. Remember, don't sit on the fence because the devil owns the fence. And he's always ready to, to devour people. Always ready to devour people. So be to move, move now. If you want to come closer to God, move now. Get to know more and more of who God is. This is only a little bit of who God is. There's so much more. Like I said, there's 927 or some names of God in the Bible. There's so many aspects of God. We can search him all our life. We can search him all our life. And still every day find something new about God. So I'd just like to pray. Just thank you, God, that we're able to be here today in your presence. Thank you, God, that you're mightier than this world. Thank you, God, that we can turn our eyes upon you and gaze upon you and that we can live with you. We want you in our hearts. We want you to be part of our life as much as we want to know about you. And we know that you want to have a relationship with us. And Lord, just give us opportunities every day to be able to see new aspects of you, to be able to grow closer to you, to be able to know you more and bring you more and more into our life as we walk through our world. So we thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So thank you all.